I don't know when music died, but it was sick for a long time. Music used to really slap. I want to go back. Music was better. Was better. Was better. Was better. Music was better. The podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Music Was Better, the podcast where we talk about songs that are good and comments that are bad. Turn me inside out so I can see. My name is Vince, and I'm your MC. (laughs) I didn't know where you were going with that. (laughs) Well, my name is Sammers, and I'm everywhere. Everywhere. Remember that. When you're trying to rest at night, I'm there. I'm Sammers, and I'm everywhere. But most likely, I'm probably sleeping in my bed because I like sleeping. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother watching you sleep. That's boring. You got Metallica song where they go, or it's a cover, but they go, "Me, I like sleeping." Sure. <laughs> what is the song? Whiskey in the jar. I think it's like a... Piss on the sheets. <laughs> a cover of like Bad Company or something uh, like that. I have like no this. idea. I'm sorry. Me, I like sleeping. That, that should just be my intro every week. I'm Sammers. Me, I like sleeping. That's a, I'm sleeping right now. Can you tell? If you're on a reality show, that would, that would be your Chiron or whatever. Chiron. However you say that. I don't know what that word is. You know, like uh, I was never you know, like in reading. wrestling when Hangman comes out and then yeah, it says it's a like, tagline or like that's a, that's a Chiron, like oh. that little label. Yeah, like on the Real Housewives of uh, Wisconsin, it'd be like me. I like sleeping. I think it'd be Wisconsin Wags. Who's your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not all the same persons. <laughs> well, what if it was? That would be called Salt Lake City uh, Wags. <laughs> There's already a show called Sister Wives. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, polygamy is so funny. Yeah. Oh my god, they're so different than us. But also the same. <laughs> <laughs> different strokes for different folks. You know, I was thinking, um, like a lot of podcasts that I listen to, they just have like these long banters at the beginning because they don't talk. But it's like we live together, so it's like I can't be like, hey, here's what I did this weekend. And then we chat about it because you were, you were probably there. We could because sometimes we don't talk for hours at a time. Like, what would you do today? Nothing. Let's just, okay. <laughs> let's just do our show. <laughs> I don't want to change the way it is. I'm just, <laughs> it's just something I noticed. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> I just want to podcast with you. That's different. That's different. That's different. We're not talking about ourselves. Yeah. Talking about I only want to talk to you two times. One, when we podcast. Two, couples therapy. <laughs> well, you don't talk during <laughs> therapy, so maybe you should oh, if that, assess that. That lady always sticks your side anyway. <laughs> As she should. She's my mom. <laughs> wow, that would be... That would be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But we got um, some big songs to get into today, so we we can't be we can't be wasting all this time chatting. Yeah, sorry to keep you waiting. So let's, let's get into it. Let's get into it.
On July 10th, 1856, in the Austrian Empire, a young boy was born. There were probably many other children born that day, but this one was special. This was a boy who would grow up and become known as the man who invented the 20th century. Juka Mandich named her son Nikola Tesla and inspired her son to become an inventor and engineer. Like all mothers, she had high hopes for her son, hopes that Tesla would not only reach, but far exceed. Tesla is perhaps best known for discovering and patenting the rotating mag magnetic field, the basis of most alternating current machinery. In 1891, he would invent the Tesla coil, which is still used in television sets and other electronic equipment today. These are just a small sampling of his inventions that we still know today. The ones that inspired others, the ones that were only theoretical at the time, the ones that don't get the headlines, those are the ones that speak of who Tesla really was and his influence on the world. After his death, Tesla has gone on to be regarded as one of the outstanding intellects of the world who paved the way for many of the technological developments of modern times. It's hard to imagine where our world would be today without Nikola Tesla. Even harder to imagine is where we might be without something that was born into the world 165 years after his death. There are probably many things that made our way into our consciousness on July 10th, 2002. But there was one thing that made its debut that day that rose above them all. Something that exceeded all expectations, paved the way for our modern times, inspired millions, and helped to shape the modern century as we know it. That something is Everywhere by Michelle Branch. Cause you're Was Michelle Branch's first single from her 2001 major label debut album, The Spirit Room. Ooh. The song peaked at number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100 and reached the top 20 in Australia, the Netherlands, New Zealand, and the UK. It was Branch's first top 40 hit, as well as her third highest peaking single after The Game of Love and All You Wanted, but it is her most successful worldwide. Oh, the game of love, because Santana's on that. She had to have a rock legend help her get a popular song. Yeah. I mean, he helped a lot of people, including Rob Thomas, so. He's smooth. <laughs> Probably the one of the defining songs of my entire life. That Everywhere. opening that opening I did, it wasn't even it was a shoot. Yeah. That's how I really feel. I know, you just kinda like your eyes glazed over, you were just like talking. Like, words were just coming out, and it was like, what's happening? Yeah, like, I was talking in my sleep, but thankfully I was, you know, have the ring camera on our bed at night, and I was able to transcribe that. Oh, wow. It's very clear. Didn't hear me snoring at all. It's because I transcribed it. I didn't just play it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what words mean. <laughs> Michelle wrote... Michelle Branch wrote the song in her Sedona, Arizona bedroom when she was about 15 years old, not long after getting a guitar guitar for her 14th birthday. She wrote it when she was 15, and she got a guitar for her 14th birthday. That was a whole year. Well, she had to learn how to play first. Mm, I see, I see. And then she learned, and then she's like, I'll just write one of the greatest songs ever at 15. Yeah, no big deal. Hold my root beer. After she turned 17, Danny Strick, the executive A&R manager of Maverick Records, 
saw her performing as an opening act for pop rock band Hanson. Pop rock? Noticing that the crowd responded well to her music, he decided to sign her to the label in July 2000. Maverick Records, we talked about them last week. Madonna's label. Yeah. Oh, they signed Alanis. Alanis. And they signed Michelle Branch. Girl power. Game recognize game. Legend recognize legend. Girl boss recommend recognize girl boss. Well, now Madonna's like an AI on her TikTok, so... It happens. It does. In the song, her special someone is, metaphorically, everywhere. So even when they're apart, she can feel his presence. It's almost like he's a ghost. As Branch sings about... The part of you that's drifting over me. I'm scared. I didn't know this was our Halloween episode. Somebody called uh, the Scooby Gang. Yeah. The song was originally more subdued, but after Michelle played it for John Shanks, the producer her label Maverick paired her with, he heard potential in the song and had her record it anyway, tweaking the melody and giving it a huge chorus. When the label heard this new version, they were thrilled and made it the first single. Shanks earned a writing credit for his contribution. Yeah, you can't just have these teenagers doing it themselves. Right. Yeah, well, you need someone named John Shanks to help you. You know, it's like how um, people get, artists get sick of like, I've played this song a million times. I'm so sick of it. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think Michelle Branch feels that way? Because she wrote this when she was 15. <laughs> like, she'd been playing it for three years before she even got a record deal. You right. Know? Branch has been asked about the deeper meaning in the song, but insists it has none, saying the lyric is simply teenage rhyme. <laughs> she elaborated in 2021 Song Facts interview, saying, quote, It's that feeling when you can't stop thinking about somebody. They literally permeate your thoughts and drift into everything that you're thinking about, or every little thing reminds you of that person. Gotta love people like trying to find a deeper meaning in a song written by a fifteen year old. Right. <laughs> what is her what did she mean when she wrote uh you're everywhere to me? That's gotta be that's gotta yeah. mean something. Is it like God? Oh, that's coming, don't worry. Oh Jesus. I mean No Jesus. <laughs> Her quote continues, still to this day, people ask what it's about and try to find a deeper meaning than a high school crush. And I'm flattered that so many people have different applications for it. It's a good way to look at it, I guess. It is, but, um, you know, like people come with these like deep, this is what it really means. Yeah. Like this is about child trafficking or something, you know, and it's just like, no. It's literally just pupe everywhere. The name of the song. It's maybe one of the more literal songs. Yeah. For years, Michelle Branch despised the song, saying, quote, I was really young when I wrote it. For a lot of people, that's their first impression of me. So I'm kind of stuck in this song that I wrote that doesn't really mean anything to me, and I'm kind of embarrassed about. It just doesn't mean that much to me. Mom! Damn. <laughs> Branch was only 18 when Everywhere was released, like you said. She made an album herself the previous year that she sold at shows, but had just a small following. Maverick Records, faced with the challenge of promoting a song by an unknown artist, tried an unconventional marketing strategy. Instead of begging radio stations to play it, they paid AOL 
an early online portal. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I was like, what is was AOL? Like, what is what is she talking about? <laughs> they paid AOL to feature it on their music channel, where it was very well received. This led to, to play on MTV's Total Request Live, TRL, <laughs> and the song took off from there. What? What's a music channel on AOL? Like, you know, AOL wasn't, like, a, the internet. It was just its own thing. So there was, like, you could click music, you could click movies, and then it would be its own. It would be its okay. own channel in there. It wouldn't be, like, a website. It would just be okay. what they say. Okay. I only use AOL hardly. Yeah. AOL I was, was an like MSN messenger girl, not only an AOL. Chat. Only chat. That's the only thing it was good for. It wasn't the like the World Wide Web. Apparently, it was good for Michelle Branch here. Yeah, it wasn't the World Wide Web. It was AOL, if that makes sense. The World Wide Web. It's funny, though, like how they brag, just like yeah, we paid people to play. You know, when I like payola is a thing, you know, where people pay radio stations mm-hmm. to play it more, so it seems like a bigger hit. But it's like I don't think that's totally legal, or it's at least frowned upon. Right. And they're just like, yeah, here's how we did it. We just paid them money to play our song. <laughs> we bribed them. Yeah, we bribed them, and, and now it's a hit. But it's, to me, that that's always like a, a chicken and the egg situation, you know? Was the song good, or was only good because AOL pay? I don't know. I asked Taylor Swift's dad where he got his warehouse full of her oh, first that's... CD. That's... The Swifty is going to be coming for me. You and Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, no. I don't have a scarf. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> in, the, in the video for Everywhere, Branch portrays what she describes as a stalker, taking pictures of a guy through his window and posting them on a mood board. <laughs> That's my favorite place to take pictures or to post pictures that I took of my stalky on my mood board. <laughs> one of those fridge magnets where it's like how are you feeling today and you put the frame around yeah sometimes it's like a monkey making funny faces sometimes it's like a smile and emojis (laughs) like my stocky (laughs) how am i feeling today shirt on pants off (laughs) pants on shirt off (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) i'm not a stalker Besides of my husband, he's pretty cute. Back to the music video. Wherever Michelle Branch or her character in the video goes, this dude appears, and at the end of the song, he shows up at her apartment. Is he the stalker? Branch chose the actor because she thought he was hot, but on set, she was too nervous to talk to him. <laughs> Fair for being an 18 year old. Yeah, probably because she was 18. Mm-hmm. It was um, probably a 42-year-old man. Yeah, it was Dave Coulier. Ah, oh, FTC! <laughs> I don't think I used any of them. A lot of comments like, um, if, this was, um, if this was a man doing this in the video instead of a girl, would that be okay? I was thinking it's that. Like, it's also like a teenager. I was thinking more like this. Let's not glorify stalking culture. But for real, don't don't be a stalker. It's probably very unless scary. it's like an internet deal. <laughs> what? Just like look at people's like old Instagram. Oh and yeah, stuff. But, like don't like dox. And then them you like, or, like see who they're with, like who they're tagged with. You become friends with them, you know. And then you 
you hack one of their cell phones, you know, just so you know where they are at all times. That's okay, right? You've been watching too much you. <laughs> oh, You've been watching too much you. <laughs> it's me, the guy from you. I don't remember My his name. My name is Joe. Oh yeah, Joe. How I, could I forget Joe? I put on a hat and nobody recognizes me. <laughs> the Video for Everywhere won the Viewer's Choice Award at the 2002 MTV Video Music Awards. Woo! You go! Mm-mm. All right, now we're going to get into it. Alleluia, the religious interpretation of the song. That God is everywhere got the attention of a Christian TV network, which offered to play the video, but only if Branch shot a promo saying she ex- she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as her savior. <laughs> hey, we're not going to pay you. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. I don't know if they paid her or not. But We're helping you. In two ways. We're going to air your video. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to save your soul. Jesus loves you. But only if you say that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Yeah. On camera. On camera. On camera. And we can air it. You can't just say it in this room. You have hey, to... you've heard of propaganda? This is propagad. Propagadna. <laughs> propagadna. <laughs> propagadna. <laughs> Who saves you? God. Duh. Prop. God. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Stop reading my bumper stickers out loud. <laughs> she told Song Facts the story. I was like, mm, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. They were pretty nasty about it. Christians being nasty? Go figure. The woman was like, okay, well, your career is failing. Don't come to us to play it because we're the only people who will play. And I was like, wow, that's really Christian of you. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, it cracks me up when people ask if it's about God, because I always think of that instance with it almost being a Christian radio hit. Michelle Branch, the Christian rock musician. No, no, yeah. no. That, was a, that would be a different world. Mm-hmm. A world I don't want to live in. Me neither. I can't, I can't believe it's like, well, you're you're failing anyway. Yeah. It's like, you work at a Christian rock radio station or whatever. Like, you're the failure. <laughs> well, we're... You work at the 700 Club. <laughs> you're a failure. <laughs> Thought you wanted to be a real VJ. I was trying to think of the name of the <laughs> TV station that was like, always on in my house. <laughs> there was another one. It was, like, Country Music Channel, but it was, like, God Channel. Mm, like, like, the CMT, rosary every hour. CMGT. Country Music God TV. Christian motherfuckers got TV. <laughs> GCTV, God's Country TV. Oh no, that would just be about um, our home state of Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we offended our Christian dog. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your beliefs are valid, but so are ours. The song did appear on the soundtrack of American Pie 2, the most Christian movie of all time. In 2017, Billboard ranked the song's chorus... As the 77th best of the 21st century, referring to the second half as a testament to the entire refrain. What? <laughs> when you've, uh, you've already made all the lists that you can make. Yeah. You go with that. <laughs> Did you know my song is 77th on the 21st century? Right. <laughs> Top chorus list. They described my chorus as a t- 
the second half of my chorus only, a testament to my refrain. <laughs> it's like when you want to get big in podcasts, you're like, we're actually <laughs> we're the number one. Um... <laughs> we're actually the number one music commentary podcast, subcategory comedy, subcategory amateur, subcategory YouTube, YouTube, subcategory dog noises in the background. Okay, this blows my mind. The official music video has 19 million views on YouTube. That's it? It does not make any sense to me. To be fair, when the music video was being described, I can kind of picture it, but I definitely remember her other music videos more, especially the one where she frees a goldfish into, like, a huge ocean. You can't do that. That goldfish is going to grow to be so big. I'm telling you what. Yeah, and the and the video was posted eight years ago, so it's not like, you know, sometimes it's low views because it's... Well, eight years ago is 2014. Yeah, but sometimes it's low views because it was like two years ago. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah, that's nuts. What is that song where she releases the... Are you happy now? Is that it? I think so. No. I'm just looking here real quick. Michelle Branch, All You Wanted... Official music video, twenty-two million, but that's been up. That's for, that's been up for twelve years. So yeah, I don't, it doesn't. Don't quite. It doesn't quite make sense to me. Justice for Michelle Branch. She definitely. I don't. I, this is one I don't understand. You know. Mm-hmm. You would think that this would be right in people's nostalgia holes. Well, you know what is begging to be in my nostalgia hole? What's that? A comment. Oh, well, let's but first. Let's talk about the lyrics. Oh, yes, the lyrics. That's actually what it was begging it's for. It's the lyrics time. Lyrics Breakdown with Sammers and Vince. Here we go. Have you ever heard something that's quite as cool? I don't think so. It's time for lyrics. Okay, I just have a quick lyric, lyric theory I want to uh, share with you. Wow, going to school with Professor Vintown. Okay, just tell me why you're here and who you are. Because every time I look, you're never there. And every time I sleep, you're always there. Because you're everywhere to me, and when I close my eyes, it's you I see. Is this song about Freddy Krueger? Is this a Nightmare on Elm Street song? And she has a crush on him? <sighs> Once again, you didn't tell me this was our Halloween episode. <laughs> the hell? It is. She probably watched Nightmare on Elm Street, subconsciously wrote and this she, song. And she's like, but what if he was hot? <laughs> <laughs> what if instead of uh, knives on his head, he had, you know. <laughs> Cotton candy. What if it was, instead of knives on the head, it was slap bracelets? <laughs> it would still hurt. What if what if I made a mood board with Freddy Krieger's face? <laughs> Today I'm feeling, um, fried. Get it? Because he has, he was in a fire. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm so fried. <laughs> Other than that, I really uh, don't have any comments about these lyrics about you. Mm. No, I like that theory. It's really just that part. Other than that, I would have to say God. It has to be about God. Definitely God. And I'm sorry that her career went downhill because she didn't play on the God channel. I wonder if there's any uh, God lovers in the comments. God lovers are everywhere. I mean, I, I know that there was, but I don't know if I use them. Uh, so, or the interns use them. <laughs> so let's multi- find out multiple together. Multiple interns. Let's find out. You don't have to pay them. You can hire as many as you want. Mm-hmm. You just like tell the college, like, yeah, they did it. 
They got the credit. Comment reading class. <laughs> they got a credit for that. Well, let's read some comments. Sam? You read them to me. Okay. First comment comes from Peyton Johnson. Just played this for my crush. I think it went well. Hope she sees this. <laughs> One like, so uh, maybe she did. Oh, uh, Peyton, let us know what happened. Are you married now? I just played this for my crush. In case she didn't know I'm writing this comment, and I hope she sees this. Or maybe the crush doesn't know that she is the crush. Wait. Do you think that they were, like, sitting next to each other at the computer? <laughs> and he, like, played it, and then he's like, I just gotta write something real quick. Yeah. Well, don't look away. So Go the, back. The like is, like, him clicking like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Another comment from Johan Gerber. Maybe it's Johan? Johan? I don't know. Johan Gerber. This was when music was about the music and not about ass. <laughs> Actually, dude, it's about farts. They're everywhere! <laughs> you can't see them when your eyes are open, but you could probably imagine what one looks like when your eyes are closed. I thought you didn't have a lyrical interpretation of this song. Johan inspired me. Sometimes you just need to hear it yeah. from someone else. Ass and farts. <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> no, I will not. Uh, yo, Jonathan. <laughs> yo, Jonathan. <laughs> I'm trying to say everything like that. Jonathan Kearney. I would literally give anything to go back and stay in the early 2000s. That's a 9/11 fanboy. <laughs> please put me under. Jeez. Please let me be under Bush's foot once again. Yes, Daddy Bush. Please let me be like really difficult to fly in an airplane. Unlike now when it's really easy. Yeah. Hey, mission accomplished. <laughs> we gotta get back to shop. The terrorists don't want us to shop. Do you, you don't, like you don't remember that? No. I was like, everyone was like scared and they're like, the government's like, you guys gotta get back out there and shop. Like, this is what the terrorists <laughs> that's want. That's so interesting because that's also what solved COVID. Yeah. So... We've just got to be shopping. It's a, Not women be shopping. Wait, you know how they say like women Everyone are be smart? Shopping. You know women be smarter than men? Yeah. That's because women be shopping. <sighs> no other reason. Fart damn it. We <laughs> saw, I said fart damn it instead of god damn it. Get it? It's not funny. Another comment here from Joanna <laughs> T-Rex. I don't know why I did three J names. <laughs> yeah. jo- Joanna T-Rex. This was the first song I remember falling in love with as a kid. And now I can identify so many layers to it that have manifested in my life as I've grown. Music really do be having a way of transcending time. There's no way Johanna said that. They did. (laughs) 54 likes. Oh my gosh. So many layers, none of which are... Michelle, Michelle would love to know the many layers to her song. Yeah, Johanna's Johanna's like a born again Christian. She's like, it's about God. God damn. God, God, don't use the Lord's name. How did I never realize it? 
I better take this to my Christian radio station and ask them to play it. <laughs> no. She won't let you. Her career is failing anyway. Here's a comment from Brett Larkin. Listening to nostalgic songs like this makes me temporarily forget the misery that is adulting. Oh, oh I hate no! adulting. Two words in that sentence we have to get rid of forever. It would make everyone's lives, the whole world, so much better. Nostalgia and adulting. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, he wrote this two years ago, and um, 2008 called, and they want their slang back. I guarantee that Brett Larkin um, loves The Office. Yeah, isn't Brett Larkin, isn't that a name from Parks and Rec? No, I don't think so. The C- When he does the CIA agent? No, that's Bert something. Oh. I never saw it. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I hate adulting. I hate adulting. I just wish I could go back to uh, when I was a kid. Couldn't do anything. <laughs> Mommy, love me. <laughs> hey, is the opposite of adulting kidding? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish we could go back and kiddy go kidding again. <laughs> I miss kidding. Hey, I'm not good at adulting. I'm good at kidding, though. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding now? No, I, I'm not this. kidding. I miss kidding. Me too. No, you say, no, me miss kidding. <laughs> Get it? Like, miss kidding? Like, miss? Like, like, like a female's, like, uh, oh, honorific? Oh, no, I miss kidding. No, I miss kidding. No. Oh, my God. You missed so her funny. kidding. So funny. I Mrs. Kidding. Yeah. First name just. <laughs> <laughs> Your first name not. Not kidding. Okay. That was really okay. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Language jokes. I'm sick of uh, all this kidding around. Let's get back to adulting. <laughs> <laughs> I got an adulting. <laughs> adulting is only real lame when you say adulting. Like if you just say, "Hang on, I got an adult real quick." When you have to pay your cable bill at the bar. Hang on, guys. I got an adult really quick. It doesn't really work the same as adulting. Are you giving the bartender your check for your cable bill? <laughs> no, you're on your phone. Like- oh! <laughs> I forgot about technology. I'm back in the early 2000s. I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't get informed that we have a podcast. <laughs> I hope to never learn. Speaking of the good old days, Olivin Olivini writes, When life seemed more exciting and interesting, when Facebook was not relevant, when there was no Twitter, no Instagram, no bullshit, all we had was MySpace, Pixo, and Yahoo Messenger, <laughs> when we had great music and music videos without any nonsense, when music actually made you feel something and had a real meaning, those were the days. I'd go back anytime without hesitation. Go. Before you reply, let's let um our reply hero, Kalia Ward, do the reply for you, okay? You stunned me with this reply guy. Well, this is like a reply hero, oh, I would say. Okay. We still have plenty of music that means something. You're clearly just listening to a bunch of radio hits that aren't meant to make you feel anything but happy and carefree. Social media isn't the problem. You're just insecure that you're a has-been and your time is up. Oh! <laughs> Her 
time is up. Kalia's time, time is, is now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Nice job. Reply guy. Reply good. Uh, up next is what's somehow becoming a weekly segment. Three's a company. From Blake Chijirna, who writes, I'm a 21-year-old metalhead. Oh! What the hell am I doing here the 20th time this week? <laughs> metalhead bros. No uh, music genre fan is more insecure than about heads. listening to a different genre than metalheads. Wow. What if what if you were like Hey Blake, shouldn't you be um being mad that Stranger Things used a Metallica song or something? <laughs> uh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm busy adulting. Maybe you should try it. You are twenty one. Maybe you should go to the bar and pay your cable bill. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you I interrupted you. I can't remember. Uh, Let me read the comment again? No. Get your memory back? I remember it. Like, you'd think maybe uh, it's not funny. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. The listeners will be like the judge class, of that. Like classical music. You're like, I'm a Mozart head. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> that probably was how it was in like... that Those days? The, yeah, those days. <laughs> the, the early days of like folk music. Like, huh. I usually only listen to classical, but I guess this acoustic folk music, (laughs) it's not too bad. Was it called folk music back then? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Here's a comment from Little Lou. Oh. Sounds like a a really good pizza place. Little Lou's Pizza. I was thinking it sounded like a... Little Lou makes big pizzas. Roadside attraction for like the smallest toilet in America. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) But maybe they sell good pizza, uh, too. Oh, uh, me. I'm just a woman, so I'm going to the little loo. <laughs> Not you, like you men. You go to the big loo. You better stop kidding. Oh, back to adulting. Okay, little loo tells us that this song reminds me of a girl I used to be friends with. I haven't seen her in so many years. Maybe 12 or so. But whenever this song comes on my playlist, I think of her. It's amazing what one song can do and what it can remind you of. These songs all have a memory attached to it. From Britney classics to Christina, Christina classics to even this great song. I have no idea what kind of music is out there now. <laughs> I just know I don't need it. At least this version is like honest about it. Right. I'd rather you say that than say like, um, actually music out now sucks. Yeah. You know, like... This is what music meant something. Music today is all about ass, 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 ass. Hey, that's what those Christina videos were back then, but nobody ever wants to talk about that. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'd rather people said this than just be like, what happened to the world? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Just be like, if you liked this, stick with it. You're fine. This person needs to hear Watermelon Sugar. <laughs> I'll, I'll message it to them. Okay. You be the reply guy. Uh, another comment from Strange Fruit. Oh. This song is such a reminder of a better time. Before wokeness and social media killed everything. That's somehow becoming a very common comment it as is. well. Yeah. The woke of the week. Finally, our final comment comes from Depp 99 full. <laughs> We need more rocker chicks. 
She has such wicked talent. I miss growing up in the 90s and early 2000s. Music was so much better. Oh, you planted that. You planted that. That's a fake I didn't plant it. That's why we named the show this. Somebody finally said the thing. Except they said so much. Well, fine, we're changing the name of the podcast. Music was so much better. (laughs) Here's something about Michelle Branch that I have to admit. Is that like when Michelle Branch came out that song, I got a crush on her. And I thought like, am I a creep? I'm like way older than her. But I was probably just like 19. And she was 18. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, in 2001? 2002. Yeah, you were like 20. Nobody do the math. Don't find out his age now. Fucking creeps. Well, like in the summer I would have been yeah. 19. Mm-hmm. So like, I was all like, ugh. This, this, what am I doing? She's just like an innocent child. You know what I mean? I'm just like. That's like uh, when you're I'm, the oldest one in your friend group. Oh, hello, kitties. By like one month. <laughs> hello, darling. Like in my mind, I was always like Dane Cook with his, with his fiance. What? Dane Cook. I don't know. He's this. 50. What? He Dane got, Cook is 50? He just got engaged to his. Long-time girlfriend who is 23. Uh, and they've been together for five years, so... Uh, put Do the math there. Hmm. Good luck, Chuck. More like bad luck for that girl. Was he in that movie, Good Luck, Chuck? Yep. Wow, my day knowledge is unmatched. You know what else is unmatched? What's that? Our social media. Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know if I want to be... Compared to your Dane knowledge, <laughs> but okay, let's go with it. What's it? What's our? What's our username? Music was better on TikTok. Yes, and Instagram and Facebook yeah. and uh, YouTube and other places. Yeah. Wow. And we also have a Spotify playlist. Is that right? We do with all the songs that we've covered. So sometimes when you're like, "Hey, I don't know what the song is this week," you just pop on. The I've playlist. never heard it. You can just listen to it? Yeah, you can just pop on the playlist and listen to it. It'll be on there. And then if you check it, like, a day or two before the podcast comes out, <gasps> you can get, like, a secret... Sneak Sneak peek. peek of what the song might be. Um, rumor has it. Or sometimes even what... It might be, like, two weeks later. Just... Well, uh, just... Just randomly? I don't know. Maybe. That can happen. That could, probably. If you if you want to be on the... In, like, in the... In the 700 Club of our podcast fans... <laughs> You can follow that Spotify yeah. playlist. If we start a Patreon, that should be a tier. <laughs> we'll just send them uh, religious testimonies, like as part, like all of the all the things that people above you get. But then you also will also send you Jehovah's Witnesses to your house. <laughs> We're gonna dox you to the Church of Latter Day Saints. Yeah. Please give your home address, and we'll. <laughs> We'll pass it on to the right people. The right people. <laughs> Capital R. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, check so us you, out. You can go to Linktree slash Music Was Better to get links to all that stuff, to subscribe, follow, keep posted on what's next, what's to come, and what's fun. 
It's fun. It is. Yeah. So, it is also fun. Our next song. Our next song is very fun. Very fun. Keep listening. On February 12, 2000, the world got a little bit darker as the legendary and influential cartoonist Charles M. Schultz passed away peacefully in his sleep. The creator of Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and the rest of the Peanuts gang helped to define the modern comic strip, and his influence can be seen all over, from Garfield to Calvin and Hobbes to The Simpsons. At its peak, Peanuts ran in over 2,600 newspapers, with a readership of around 355 million in 75 countries. It was translated into 21 languages. Schultz became a billionaire in his life, with Peanuts making its way to television, film, theater, and beyond. The day after his death, the last ever new Peanuts ran in the paper. The strip ended with a note, written earlier by Schultz, which had added weight now, that the man himself was no longer among the living. Schultz's final words to the world were, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Linus, Lucy, how can I ever forget them? In death, Schultz never did forget about them, and neither did the world, with Peanuts continuing to run in reruns in the paper. In addition to the near-constant adaptations of the work and shows like It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which continue to endure, the world is unlikely to forget them either. Two years after Schultz's death, another piece of art was released into the world that won't be forgotten. There is no connection to Schultz or Peanuts. It has nothing to do with comics or his enduring legacy. But there is something about it that will be remembered 50, 100, and even a thousand years from now. There will become a time when you stop remembering the world before something existed, because it has always been there, and always will be. That is true of Charles Schultz's Peanuts, and that is definitely true of our next song, A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. If I could fall into the sky, do you think time would pass me by? How could you know I'd Before we get into it, I would have to say that the song is related to Penis because the music video, she's riding around playing a piano. Who played piano? Linus. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. And she had that blanket with her, too. Yeah. And it was all full of dirt. And every time she played, all the dirt would be surrounding That's her. That's a different like, character. Wow. What? He didn't play the, the dirty Linus one? Linus play played the piano. the piano and it carried the blanket. And then there's a dirty kid, too. Who's the dirty kid? Uh, it was like Rugrat or something oh, like that. I don't need to know. I like cashews more than peanuts. Pig pen. Oh, oh, obviously. To be fair, they're drawn exactly the same. Just yeah, the, just a He head, just drawn with more dirt on one him. One hair. I like how he only remembers the four. Right. What about Woodstock? Hey, if you remember Woodstock, you, you weren't there. For <laughs> <laughs> Woodstock 99. Well, maybe we have to do a whole episode on that. Uh, there's When's another the There's another documentary coming out. Did I tell you that? Yeah. And it looks to do like almost the exact same thing. Hell yeah. So they're like, hey, Fred Durst, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. I feel like shit. A Thousand Miles, originally titled Interlude, is the debut single of Vanessa Carlton from her 2002 album, Be Not Nobody. The song peaked at number 5 on the Billboard Hot 100 and also reached number 1 in Australia, top 5 in Ireland, and the top 10 in United Kingdom, France, Italy, and the Netherlands. 
We got an international girly here. How? Okay, here's another chicken and egg or like thought game. Would the song be as popular if it would have been titled Interlude? I believe that when it was called Interlude, that was just the piano. But maybe... Oh, it says A Thousand Miles, originally titled Interlude. Yeah, I believe that she wrote the piano part, and that was called Interlude, and people were like, you need to put some words on that shit. She's like, fine. <laughs> She's like, fine. Okay. The song describes the feelings of anyone who has lost someone they really loved. Carlton sings about how she would do anything to be with that person, or even to just see them. It is about a person who is in, untouch- in an untouchable world because of the pain they have from their loss. Oh, wow. I thought it was just about, like, being so in love with someone that you would just, like, walk to see them. I didn't know it was about, like, pain and loss and shit. I guess if you've loved and lost... If you haven't loved and lost, then you've never loved at all. So true. So true. Carlton says that the song was inspired by a crush she had on a Juilliard student whom she met while she was attending the School of American Ballet, saying, quote, I can't say the person's name because they are a famous actor and I don't want to say it. I'm purposefully, I'm not attaching a gender and it will remain like that. Remember when we watched that, uh... Yeah, a lot of, uh, like, there's a vice, a vice. Yeah, we tried to figure out who would have been there at the same time as her. Yeah, it's like on YouTube, a vice documentary about this song. It's, it's really good. If you're listening to this, you should watch it. Mm-hmm. Even though we're going to repeat a lot of the same information. The, oh, oh, okay, the yeah, thing there that is I, more in here. The thing so that I we'll find about confusing it. about this is the song is about someone who lost someone that they really loved. But then she says it's about someone that she never had. Well, in your brain, you can build up a story of, like... Oh, yeah, that's true. It's just like the Doobie Brothers song, um, What a Fool Believes, which we'll have to cover. Didn't we? No, we didn't cover it, What a Fool Believes. What what Doobie Brothers song did we cover on one of our earliest episodes? Yeah. Yeah. So you should listen to the music and listen to our podcast. Very popular episode. Yeah. Among the over 50 set. It's not good in the key demo, but... (laughs) Okay, Vanessa Carlton went on to... She further stated she never actually spoke to her crush due to her shyness, saying, quote, I would never talk to this person. I was very shy. I was like, there's just no way on God's creation that this would ever happen. The lyrics, if I could fall into the sky, were inspired by, quote, the idea of, like, you have a better chance of falling up than ever having a relationship with this person. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Falling Up, Shel Silverstein. <laughs> Falling Up, uh, Black Eyed Peas' first album. Really? Yeah, it's like, we be falling up, never falling down. Keep it on a higher level, elevated ground. Gotta... Black Eyed Peas is known for getting down. <laughs> Do we just unlock a recovery? <laughs> yeah, I have my uh, cassette tape and my 89 Chevy Beretta. Wow. I had a tape player in there. <laughs> That's pretty nice. <laughs> and you had a Black Eyed Peas cassette tape. You're a Black Eyed Peas fan since day one. (laughs) Why do you think I got the tattoo? (laughs) I always wondered what my humps meant. (laughs) You thought my tattoo just said Bep. (laughs) I thought you misspelled Beep. (laughs) Because I know how much you love cars. Well, like, it was cheaper to just get B-E-P instead of Mm B-E-E. You know, the extra E. That's where they get you. Yeah. 
vowels, they always cause more. <laughs> internet sleuths have suspected. Okay, here we get into who the internet thinks that the song could be about. Okay. Adam Driver. Lee Pace. Don't know who that is. Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. One Anth- of the greatest actors of a generation. Anthony Mackie. In the uh, Marvel movies, he's like uh, the Falcon. He's like okay. Okay, okay, okay. Captain America's friend. He did ballet? No, he, they were at Juilliard, which was connected. Okay. Okay, okay, I'll gotcha. Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny? Yeah. Wow. But Bentley is the most likely candidate? Yeah, West Bentley. Yeah. Did we say that name? Oh, no, sorry, I skipped it. West Bentley? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, West Bentley. Who's that? I tried to look to see what you would know him from, and I could not not figure it out. But he's on Yellowstone. Mm. It's very good looking. Supposedly, um, there was once a concert where she said, yeah, it's him. But 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 she also denies it, too. Right. Um, I did a little... Of my own research to be yeah a, because it says to be a total creep. You know, all those were men because apparently the internet sleuths never suspected that it could be a woman, even though she Vanessa Carlton literally said, "I'm not attaching a gender." Yeah, so so it could be. So I just looked. You know, anyone who is in class with those those men listed. You know, that's yeah. all I looked at. I didn't. You so know. you found Jillian Jacobs from Community. Obviously, it's about her. Britta. Britta. It would it'd be weird because Vanessa Carlton will be the one that bridged up the relationship. <laughs> um, Tracy Thomas. Tracy Thomas is um, in Wonder Falls. She's oh, uh, Jay's friend. best friend. And uh, she's in more famous stuff that other people have seen. But that's where I know her from, so that's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Who would your dream booking for who this song is about <laughs> be? Um, probably the Glenn Howerton, because that's just funny. Yeah. That's, that it's about... That's uh, mine, too, but as his character. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the Dennis. Den- the, the Dennis <laughs> method worked on Vanessa Carlton. <laughs> that's where he, like, perfected it. Yeah. <laughs> I think on the one article I read, that, like people said Oscar Isaac, but he's, like, way too old. I totally know who that is. <laughs> The music video is. This ends our uh, Us Weekly segment of the week. Yeah, celebrity gossip. Mm. We did it much. We actually did research. I don't care who it's about. It doesn't matter. But you can't say it's a famous actor and not not expect me to look. And that's subjective because I only knew a few of those people, so they're not famous in my world. (laughs) Sorry, they're not on like the hills or Laguna Beach. shows that you watch oh yeah for the last week i watch other shows (laughs) the music video is well known as it features carlton playing the song on a piano through the streets the video features no green screen or visual effects they also cover that in that vice documentary is very interesting doesn't it say like it's dangerous or something yeah and like it it could never get made now because you would need so many permits like videos were better Talking about the government getting their little fingers, getting their little fingies in there and being like, no, 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 you need a permit to put a piano on a trailer and drive it through this street and you need a separate permit for each yep. street and each corner. They, hey, they the can path. always tell you what you can't do, but they can never tell you what they can do for you. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's why I gotta say, get rid of these fat cats in Washington. Uh, meow. 
um, in the comments section of this song. Mm-hmm. This one took me took the interns a long time to sort through <laughs> because so many people wanted to make driving a piano joke, but couldn't figure it out. No, they're just like really. They're just also bad. Yeah. It's just like, officer, do you know why I pulled you over? Vanessa driving a piano. No, sir, I don't. <laughs> wow, good one. It should have been Vanessa. If I could fall. <laughs> funnier. It's not funny, but it's funnier. Yeah. It's just so on the nose. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know if you could make a good joke about right. it. Right. Give me time off in one. Hey, if I was driving a piano, though, hey, where's my beers? Drink and drive a piano. Ain't no laws against that. <laughs> When you're drinking claws on a piano. You know. (laughs) You know, to stop a drunk driver, you should take their keys. Oh, my God. But what if they drive in a piano? (laughs) (laughs) Even I wish you all have any in ivories. (laughs) I did it. You did it. I did it. You won. Wow. You, you won the comment section. <sighs> Thank you. Thumbs up. Podcast over forever. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Just kidding. Back to adulting. Carlton is best known for this song and album as her follow-up, Harmonium, did not have the same success. You saying uh, Carlton like that? Like, I forgot what, who we were talking about. I was like, the guy from Fresh Prince? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Do the dance. His second album was not a banger. Harmonium. Her second album was produced by Stephen Jenkins from rock band Third Eye Blind and included darker themes than those on her debut. Wait. Carlton and Jenkins met and began a relationship in mid-2002 when she and Third Eye Blind were on tour together. Check out our Third Eye Blind episode to find out what type of boyfriend he might have been. Yeah, was Spoiler there, alert, probably not a good one. Was there a quote? There wasn't a quote from her. She's too nice. Yeah, she's too nice. But who said he's literally the scum of the earth, Rob Thomas or something? Yeah, <laughs> every every person who mm-hmm. <laughs> made a comment about mm-hmm. him. Wow. I mean, you always gotta date that that dud in your life. I do believe there is a pretty, pretty big age gap there, too. Hmm. But, you know. Holly Weird. It was no Dane Cook situation, at least. That we know of. We do. Okay. We do. (laughs) Not not as many years. Okay, okay. The album was doomed after the single, White Houses, as MTV censored and later banned the single's music video because of a controversial lyric in the song that refers to sexual intercourse. Carlton attributed the censoring of the song to the Super Bowl 38 halftime show controversy involving janet jackson which had occurred earlier that year our last song we had those comments were like oh this is when music was about music not about ass right i think we get that shit every week Uh uh-huh it's like on the landis the landis episode and then it's like okay this is what happens when when that way of living is is like accepted right it's like you can't even talk about having losing your virginity in a song uh, oh yeah, because the lyric in question was most likely my first time, hard to explain, rush of blood and a little bit of pain. Could have been about cocaine. True, could have. That's a good song. I-, I feel like I've heard it. I can't think of how it goes now, but... Yeah, it's good. It's... I mean, how does it I go? think... I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll play it right here. 
I've only listened to it like twice. I don't know the words. <laughs> when asked if she thought the decision was sexist, Carlton told Slate, Yeah, it's just so hypocritical. I mean, I could write a long essay about it. They want to sell their version of sex. It's desensitizing. I just don't get it. True. Around that time when that song was out, it was like Pussycat Dolls, My mm. Milkshake. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's okay. But like actually talking about like real shit right. is not okay. Don't forget about the Bep song, My Humps. Right. I've seen those probably later, 2000s. We'll find that out in our upcoming series. Um, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peauary. <laughs> Black Eyed Peavember. Black Eyed Peavember. <laughs> I think I like Peauary. Peauary. Back to, back to current day. We're a thousand miles away from there. We sure are. Talking about A Thousand Miles, it's perhaps the most famous for its appearance in White Chicks when a group of girls refer to the song as their jam when it's played on the radio and it is later sung by Terry Crews. According to Terry Crews, he memorized the song and nailed the scene on the first take. Of course. He already knew the song. He's like, uh, according according to um, U.S. history books, the good guys have won every war that they're in. <laughs> That's Terry Crews. There. That's Terry I'm gonna say something controversial. That movie, like, kind of ruined this song. For you? No, for the world. Because if this comes on, let's say you're in a bar, this song comes on, and you're like, yeah, I like it. There'll be someone in that bar that will say, hey, remember this in White Chicks? And I'll just be like, you ruined it. Now I'm thinking of, you know, Marlon Wayne's sweet ass and titties. <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, <laughs> no? Ruined. <laughs> then I have to put a book over my... <laughs> you know something every bar has? Books. Books. Well, I always bring one, just in case. The conversation ain't hidden. Every time. Kanye West included the song in his iTunes Celebrity playlist. He said, this must be the white song that all black people like. You know, every year there's a song that black people like, and this is that. I love the string arrangements. Vanessa has also said that rappers such as Fabulous and and Ja Rule really like the song. That is true from what I read in the comments. A lot of people said, official official hood anthem. (laughs) This is an official hood anthem. I was like, okay, thank you. Carlton has a close relationship with Stevie Nicks and considers her a mentor. When Carlton married... Deer Tick? That's the name of his band. Oh, shit. Well, girl, I thought that was his name. <laughs> when Carlton married Deer Tick frontman John McCauley in 2013, Stevie Nicks performed the ceremony. We like the actual ceremony? She, she married them, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't you hate to see someone else live in your dreams? Yeah, I would love to marry Deer Tick. <laughs> Fuck. I'm a Lyme disease stan. Just kidding, I'm not. Don't. Joke about that. I'm, I wouldn't. I'm sorry. What are the symptoms oh of Lyme disease? You're tired all the time. Lyme and disease. you love Corona. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, just kidding. Carlton lended a sample of a thousand miles to Spinabend's 2021 Who I Smoke. 
The song also featured Wapo with the Choppa, Youngin Ace, and Fast Money Goon. The rappers were criticized for using the sample, and Carlton fans were mad that they made such a violent song out of their innocent pop song. Carlton quickly stepped in to defend the use on Twitter. I think I played a little clip of that. Maybe I'll play a little clip of that right here. Pretty cool that they made a, just like a song about murdering people out of the song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It rules. I love Wapo with the Chapa. You're always saying that. I know. It's like why I always want to... Eat at Burger King because I'm always thinking about Whopper with the chopper, and then I'm thinking a Whopper. You eating at Burger King, Whopper with the chomper. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> <laughs> to the white folks that have expressed anger, shock over my approval of a thousand miles usage in the Spinabens, Whopper with the chopper, Young and Ace, and Fast Money Goon song, Who I Smoke, I invite you to ask yourself why you feel this way, and then read this. Then she added a link to an article from the McNair Scholars Research Journal called Share Cropping Blackness, White Supremacy, and the Hyperconsumption of Black Popular Culture. Oh my gosh, okay. The video was later shared by Chris Brown on International Women's Day, and Carlton reacted on Instagram. Today, Chris Brown posted my video, and I am now being repeatedly tagged to his account. Being that today is International Women's Day, I feel compelled to draw a line. I support survivors, not perpetrators of domestic violence. I do not want to be associated with an artist that has assaulted women on a day like today. Thank you. Hashtag International Women's Day. I can't help but to stand. That's the girls in rules. First round can rot in hell. A Thousand Miles, the song, was 2002's sixth most played single on U.S. radio. The song was also popular enough to be retired from Total Request Live. Huge, huge honor. Oh my gosh. A Thousand Miles got Grammy nominations for both Record of the Year and Song of the Year, but lost both to Don't Know Why by Nora Jones, which dominated that year. It did win the Can't Get You Out of My Head category at the VH1 Big in 2002 Award. That Nora Jones, I remember that. Yeah. That song was like everywhere, but I feel like this song. This song's lasted longer. The song. I do too, yeah. It outlasted it. Don't know why I didn't go. Sorry, not a fan. Not a fan of Nora. No. Two piano girls, one in each corner. Who do I choose? Vanessa. Yep, because that's how it works. You have to choose one. and You can only like a certain number of women. And bring the other one down. In your life. As you do So it. I'm going to go to Nora Jones's YouTube video and be like, this is no Vanessa Carlton. Yeah, you suck. We hate you. You fools who like this should like Vanessa Carlton instead. Yeah. Fools. Um, yeah, fools. Because this music video, for a Thousand Miles, it has 325 million views on YouTube. Now that's a number. That And that blows my mind. That's a lot. to me, everywhere is bigger than this. See, it's all subjective. It's better, in my opinion. Well, only one of them was on White Chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that white chicks hit, you know? It's like yeah. uh, the, we talked about the Stranger Things episode. That Stranger mm-hmm. Things bump, mm-hmm. there ain't nothing like that white chicks bump. That's why Terry Crews has a career. He was a nobody in white that movie. White chicks is a funny movie. I've never seen it. What? I've never seen it. We're watching it tonight. <sighs> I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't in the facts at all, but 
we have to draw parallels to 500 miles and walking 500 more. That's true. 500 plus 500 equals 1,000. Yeah, she's... Was she inspired by... She's like, I'm twice as I'm twice as good as those guys. What's their name? The proclaimer, return proclaimers, proclaimers, reclaimers, proclaimers. But they they said that they said I would walk five hundred miles. I would walk five hundred more. And she's just like, I don't need all those words. I would walk a thousand miles. Math. Um, I just remembered a, a a fact that I didn't tell you. Okay. Um, Vanessa Carlton like hated this song, and she didn't want to play it anymore. Mm-hmm. And then. Stevie Nicks, her mentor, was like, you think I ever do a, a concert and don't play, like, Silver Spring? Like, yeah. it's it's not about it's not about what I want, you know? Played at so, just 17. So, like, now uh, Stevie Nicks is on tour and Vanessa Carlton will open for her. What? But it's not coming anywhere near us. I would go that in a heartbeat. I would walk a thousand miles. I would. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it's a thousand and two miles. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, we're just not going then. I'm S-O-L. Well, that's it for lyrics talk. Let's do some comments talk. First comment comes from XX Lizzie Playa ZXX. Too long. I love this song, but the thing that disturbs me is that I saw a clown and clowns are my fear. <laughs> Sorry for people that like clowns. <laughs> Sorry for people that like clowns. Is there a clown in the music video? I, I don't remember it, but there must be. Otherwise, they just... It's a real non sequitur. Here's my question. I love this song, but I saw a clown today <laughs> at school. Okay, where's the person who clowns is not their fear? Right. Who clowns likes are clowns? not The only people who like clowns are clowns. Clowns, <laughs> clowns are clowns. Clown fans are clowns. So all these, these politicians must really love clowns. <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> Biggest Bozo fans. Here's a comment from Anthony Njuji. 2022, and I still recall how I loved my high school girl. I walked for miles just to say hi to her. She never cared. But I'm sure no one ever loved her like I did. Till her death, she <laughs> might never not know how much I did, Helen. Oh my god, jeez. This is like ominous and uh, a little scary. Scary, yeah. My high school girl. Like, why, imagine having that Did strong of that strong of feelings about like an unrequited love, you know? Ruby killed her, so so now he's like, she'll always be my high school girl. I don't think so. He put a lot of yeah. crying okay, emoji, a, a lot of crying emojis in I here. I didn't mean to. So, he's clearly like a soy boy. He ain't killing anybody. <laughs> or he's pretending to be a soy <laughs> He's killing everybody. I'm not sure any, no one ever loved her like I did. How do you know? Huh? Helen. She could, be like, she could be like married, you know? No one she's, ever loved her like I did in high school when she didn't. Dead. 
No, he said till her death she might not know. So like she's oh, not I dead. She He's died. saying like for the rest of oh her my life. God, I thought she died. No. <laughs> He's saying for the rest of her life she'll never know how much he loved her. You could maybe read that in the past tense. Till her death, she no, she'll never know how much I loved her. No, because he said she might not know. She it would be more definitive, I think, okay. if she was alive, if she was dead. Okay, I heard. Till this. her death, she never knew. You know, that's how you say that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe they're bad at grammar. Um, clearly, because yeah, clearly they're bad at grammar, but. I don't think that so we'll never know. changes the... Um, and neither will Helen. I don't think that changes the material conditions of the comment. Okay, okay. Here's another comment from Zortlack. It's just one of the songs for us Y-Gen people just love. We loved these kinds of moving, positive, and tireless songs back then. If it gets stuck in your head, it will never get out. And the reason is, it's just lighthearted and healing. It doesn't have to get out at all. It's a song you want to remember sometimes. What is the Y Jen? Oh, Y Jen. Why, Jen? Why? That's what I was, you know, that's what I was saying when I was born. Why, Jen? <laughs> Wait, that was. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the Y generation. Why was I born? This sucks. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> hey. Why, Jen? You shouldn't have drunk drove your piano. <laughs> the reason people are trying to make jokes about driving a piano. Yeah. That was my bad joke. And it's someone named Jen? Yeah. Doing it? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's a good shit. You ever try to stand up? Uh, no, I like sitting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here's a comment from ASK. Ask? Ask, yeah. That's what it says. But it's all caps, so I assume. Eh, it doesn't matter. Ask says... There's no periods. Good music ended in the 2000s. Obviously. Hard to find something now that makes you fly like a bird. That's a different song. Uh, yeah. That's the end of the comment? Yeah. That's a different song. That's not the song. Yeah, that's a, another female artist. Really you should say, like... Hard to find another song that you would walk a thousand miles for. Yeah. <sighs> well, now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Sam, are men okay? <laughs> so I have four comments here. Ugh. And you can judge either individually or as a whole. Are men okay? All right. We start off with Jackson. The real men come back to this song every now and then to feel good. See, he's jerking off to this song. <laughs> It does feel good. His keyboard. As a man, I can attest. His keyboard, crusty. Oh. No, no. Uh, here's a comment from Chris Tucker. Don't you ever change a black man's radio. Or whatever. <laughs> Remember that? No. Rush Hour? Okay. Uh, Chris Tucker oh, writes. Chris Tucker. Okay, Rush Hour. 32-year-old straight male. Song is forever stuck in my head. All right. Another comment from Jeannie. I am done with listening to this song in secrecy. I am 43 years old male, and I am in love with this song since the day it came out. Tomorrow I am going to reveal this to my 11-year-old daughter and my wife. <laughs> no follow-up? Come on, that's a cliffhanger. <laughs> Finally, uh, Ryan Othier. Any girls want to talk to me? My girlfriend dumped me today for my friend. 
Ryan. So that's the end of it, Sam. Why would you comment that on this song? Sam, are men okay? No, obviously not. Never. You would comment this on this song because you're like, uh, hey. Uh, girls must be listening to this. Yeah, where, where can I find girl? I know. Girl like Vanessa Carlton. Girl like... Oh, what are all these straight men doing here proclaiming <laughs> how straight they are? Curses! <laughs> Let's see if they want to join a chat together. Yeah, straight men who love Vanessa Carlton and are totally straight. No homo. That's probably a Facebook group. Yeah. And like if you like Vanessa Carlton, unironically. It's a Facebook group that uh, was a key part of the January 6th (laughs) protest. (laughs) It's like, I just signed up with this because I'm a straight male who likes Vanessa Carlton. Next thing I know, I was shirtless in Nancy Pelosi's office. I don't know what happened. (laughs) What the hell? Uh, moving on from the men. Thank God. Here's a comment from Gotcha. Never mind. <laughs> that, was, that would be like if the TV show Punked was like passive. <laughs> like, gotcha. Never mind. Oh, you're mad. Never mind. I'll just walk away. <laughs> the fact that she's on a moving vehicle playing the piano is so early 2000s vibes. Hey, uh. <laughs> As someone who's there, I can confirm. <laughs> Nothing says. That's what we were all doing. <laughs> 2002 more than an instrument on a motor vehicle. Oh my god. Wait till you see my kazoo on my golf cart. <laughs> Screams 2002. Up uh, next. Do you, do you have a headache? Do you, are you getting a migraine from no, this I comment? No, just, I just read ahead and my, my head hurts. So you're, you went blind. So, up next, we have our Reply Guy Corner. It starts off with C. Alex, who wrote, When I was a teenager, I met a girl who invited me over to her house to show that she played the piano. The first song she played was the intro to A Thousand Miles. I fell in love instantly. Today, I don't even know where this girl lives and what she does for a living. But that moment was magical. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, C.L. replies. Wait, what? The are, the first one was by C. Alex. And this is from C.L. Okay. C. Loser. <laughs> um, C. Alex. C.L. writes. C. Alex. You should have showed her your tuba. A big hint. If a girl invites you over, it's always to F. Never about piano. Fixing your computer... Or whatever excuse she provides for you to get there. <laughs> By the way, he's a teenager, so... Okay. Could be anywhere from 13 to 18. A girl invites you over, it's always to F. They can't even say the word fuck. They just say to F. Grow up. Grow up. Also, no. Also, not. tuba is not um, slang for penis. Well... Maybe saxophone. Maybe they're... Maybe th- trumpet. Maybe they're thinking... Maybe skin flute, for sure. Ew. Maybe they're thinking, like, well, everyone has a tuba. I have a tuba. So, like, tuba. Yeah, I got a tuba pay toothpaste. <laughs> tuba toothpaste? <laughs> In this guy's case, I think it would be a piccolo. That's a small flute. Let's move on. Just a couple Please. comments left here. Piccolo is one of my favorite characters. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> There's a comment from Tim Phillips. I'd give absolutely anything to be in the kind of relationship that's so impactful and profound that when things go poorly, 
The former partner goes to the extent of writing an entire song to express the significance and the longing. You want to traumatize someone in a relationship? Yeah, big uh, Dave Coulier energy. Yeah, here. FDC. Like, that's... You don't want to enjoy the relationship. You want to right. reap the benefits of a breakup. I would give absolutely anything to be in the kind of relationship that's so impactful and profound that it lasts. How about that, mm. Tim? Yeah, and comment there, Tim. No, but no, you want things to go poorly. Yeah, so you can have something be about... This is this is Dave Coulier's Bernard Count. For real. Or is his protege. He's like, look, I got Alanis. You got to find someone from the younger generation. <laughs> And uh, is, St- Stephen is, Jenkins is like, no problem. This is the burner of whoever the song is about. Wes Bentley, we're looking at you. Finally, our final comment comes from Anne Swanson. Anne Swanson. This is one of my favorite videos slash songs. I think that Vanessa slash this song should have won that one award this song slash artist was nominated for. <laughs> but it wasn't meant to be, I guess. I think this song is a lot better than the one that the artist that wrote it, someone by the name of Sarah, performed it during the award show. It was nominated for the year. They both hit the public airwaves. Pardon? What? <laughs> hey, could your comment be any more confusing? Who's Sarah? Oh, Sarah Bareilles? I don't think that's the same year. Do you? I assume that they're talking about Nora Jones and the Grammys. They said Sarah. I think this song is a lot better than the one that the artist that wrote it. <laughs> artist that wrote it? Vanessa Carlton? Someone by the name of Sarah. <laughs> oh my god, her real name is Sarah? Performed it. There's also some really weird comma placement in it. Uh, well. To agree with Anne, this song should have won that one award this song slash artist was nominated for. I think we can all agree. I think we can all agree, yeah. Well, that's it for the show. Thousand Miles, what do you think of it? I would walk a thousand miles to never read those comments ever again. I would walk a thousand miles to listen to it again, though. Oh, it's so good. Play it. Play it. I'm playing it. Play the song. Wow. Oh, I have earbuds in. You guys can't hear it. (laughs) I guess guess I'll just pause it and wait. I just have to get on my piano on my truck. Grab my keys. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Hey, can you grab my keys? Oh, my God. If you were driving a piano, how hard would it be to put the keys in the ignition? It would probably take a lot. There's probably at least, like, ten keys on the piano. Yeah. At least, like, ten. Officer, do you know why I pulled you over? No. It's because you were going over the speed limit. But I thought it was four beats per measure. Yeah, you were doing five. Oh, That's no. That's a real musician's joke there. Oh, my God. I didn't realize the police are conductors now. Yeah, they're they're the metronome things. A, Is that what it's called? A, a cab. <laughs> All conductors are bastards. <laughs> yeah, with their little sticks. That's what it means. And they're, and they're up there, like, directing everyone. Oh, you think you're so cool because you know how to wave a stick? Guess who else does? Marilyn Weasley. Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> if you want to wave a stick, mm-hmm. 
because you don't really type well. Just wave a stick and type in at music was better on all your social media apps. So follow us. And then you can also listen to our podcast. Yeah. And subscribe and tell your friends that, hey, if you're the kind of person a girl invites over to show you that she played piano, then you better show her your tuba. You should show her this podcast. Oh, podcast, yeah. Put the tuba away. If friend. a girl invites you over, it's always to listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Never about piano, Mm-mm. fixing her computer, or whatever excuse she provides. She just wants to listen to this podcast. So give it to her. Give it. Give the podcast to give her. Give it to her. Give it to your friends. And give it to him. And they. And them. Give it to everyone. Consensually, of course. Uh, yeah. Music was better. We'll be back with more. Until then, my name is Vince. Mr. Early 2000s Vibes. I pass them the check of them. If you're checking to the early 2000 vibes, guess what? I checked. I passed the early 2000s vibe check because my name is Vince and you I'm did. the host. You did. I'm a co-host of this podcast. Music is better. <laughs> and my other co-host is this person who's about to say goodbye right now. Goodbye. You have to say your name. Okay. My name is Sammers. The... The queen of having nostalgia and the queen of hating adulting. Take a sip and break this is your first! Into the sky, the youth inside, when cats come by. Cause you know I would let the Bye. Wow.